22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. I feel like this should be a, um, what? Oh, I thought she was talking to me. <laughs> Have you ever seen Romper Room? Nope. Remember? Yeah. Oh, remember when they used to call out kids in the mirror? Like, it was a TV, sh- a kid's TV show, and the host would look into the TV screen and say, I see this person and this person, and she would call out random names saying right. that she sees them, right. and they would never say my names. All those children were killed. She was a hit woman. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, wow, of course. You killing kids? That, that shouldn't surprise me. Okay. <laughs> well, look, I was going to say, glad to see everybody back, even though I could probably name everybody who's listening. Welcome to another edition of, meanwhile, 22 pages later, episode 111. You can see the listeners. I, I know who's listening. That's a good power. Shush. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And with me, as always, is the man who has helped Black Doom stay in hiding, which a lot of people have been pretty upset about. I mean, personally, I saw a couple of free Black Doom t-shirts outside of the house, but um, I digress. MFG Mike, the finance guy. I surrender and volunteer for treason. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Brannigan? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> You're starting to call him out more. Yeah, and that other voice that you heard, as always, is the man in the sound chair. He's also the one who controls the rim shots, which ironically means that he's in control of what people find funny in this show. That's kind of odd. Uh, I'm in control of that. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, the guy that we're talking about is our own Dominican Care Bear, RT Square, off the deck. And the guy in the chair. <laughs> uh, you know, um, heroes always save the world in the nick of time. If I ever become a villain, I'm going to make sure all my doomsday devices... Go off at five, not at zero. <laughs> it would work. Yeah. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five. Boom. Yep. Exactly. Credits, credits, credits. But we had five seconds left. <laughs> what happened? That's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> All right. So t- uh, it see, wasn't that funny. But do you see he dictates what people are going to find funny, which is, which is uh, ironic. You laugh when I say you laugh. Oh, boy. All right. So today we're going to review the Netflix Marvel's miniseries, The Defenders. But first... Do you think Mike ever rests? No. He tirelessly, tirelessly digs for dirt, does his research, and becomes incredibly nosy, I mean inquisitive, to give us the latest in geek info. So pay your respects, goddammit, as Mike begins what we like to call the quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Kat. I actually want to begin with something that's not news per se, but I wanted to thank... Uh, my niece, Cheryl, that I've mentioned that's in the uh, Air Force in Kuwait, she uh, wrote me yesterday saying that uh, she was you know, laughing and listening to the podcast. I'm glad she's listening to it now because uh, it gives me a nice feeling that since I can't be there and I haven't always been there you know, at every point in her life that you know, I'm able to help a little bit now. But uh, she, she has promised me that she's going to get the Air Force to start listening to it as much as she can. So. Oh, man. That's fantastic. <laughs> she left a comment on the, on the Facebook page saying, uh, it is official. Uh, uh, meanwhile, 22 Pages is the official podcast for the U.S. Air Force. That is dot, dot, dot. Not quite yet, but I'm working <laughs> on it. Yeah. So, so get working on it. Hey, that's, Aaron, I appreciate it. That's fantastic. That's Cheryl. Don't Cheryl. confuse my niece. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Because I'm used to you saying not the other Aaron. Sorry. Now she's that's not going to start. She's not gonna well, she just won't like me. She'll just like you and her uncle. So what the fuck? She'll be like her uncle. She just won't like you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see that runs in the family. So what you got for us, Mike? All righty. As always, deaths. Always starting with death. Yeah, get it out of the way. Yeah. Uh, Comedy legend Jerry Lewis died at his Las Vegas home on August 20th after suffering from ill health for many years. The actor, singer, and director will be remembered for films including The Nutty Professor and Cinderfella, as well as his philanthropic work raising more than $2.6 billion 
for muscular dystrophy research with his annual Labor Day telethon. Jerry Lewis was 91. Oh, my goodness. Wait, he was in the Eddie Murphy movie? No, no, not that one. No, 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 no. <laughs> Jerry Lewis is an icon, and the saddest thing is that people of this generation probably don't know who the hell he not is. Not at all, yeah. And, and won't even have a clue. Like, yeah. I actually was going to use the word iconic, but I was like, people have no idea who he is, except for the French, who yeah. loved him, evidently. Right, yeah. Uh, I, I will sadly admit that I only heard of Jerry Lewis when I saw in the news that he was dead. Yeah. Really? The, yeah. the closest reference that people, and they don't realize that it's, it's Jerry Lewis that they're doing, it's the Simpson Professor. That he's that he's imitating the, the nutty, nutty professor, professor. Oh. and the nutty professor was um, the, the Eddie Murphy movie came from the, the Jerry professor. Lewis movie. Yeah, so yeah. I, I kind of yeah. put that. Together. But yeah, so that that scientist is doing Jerry Lewis basically. Oh. Yeah. yeah, but Jerry Lewis was a, a, a comedic genius. His best friend was Steve Martin. Um, Steve Martin, Dean Martin for a yeah. while. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's funny? I always thought that Jerry Lewis ran with the Rat Pack, but I guess I was wrong. Nah, they, they couldn't deal with a silly comedian. That's why they had Sammy <laughs> Davis Jr. That is. Yeah, with his <laughs> one eye. Um, <laughs> all right, the afterlife has gotten a little bit spookier. Famed horror director Toby Hooper died August 26th in Sherman Oaks, California. Hooper directed classic big screen scares like 1974's Texas Chainsaw Massacre and 1982's Poltergeist. Uh, he was also known for his 1979 TV miniseries adaptation of Stephen King's Salem's Lot. And in taking a brief step away from movie making, Hooper made the music video for Billy Idol's Dancing With Myself. Circumstances of his death have not been provided. Toby Hooper was 74. Toby Hooper. It's funny. I, I didn't really hear that name as much. And then when he passed away, I had heard all of his accomplishments. Yeah. I'm like, wow. He, yeah, he was a busy guy. Yeah, he made man. a lot of pretty good movies. Now, Poltergeist always for me was, was a movie that was scarier than... I don't think I don't think people should be, but it was a PG movie. I remember. Yeah, but I mean, it was it's a, a horror movie. Horror movie. It's a family yeah. horror movie. But it was still freaking creepy as hell. Was. You got scared with the Poltergeist? Was it when they put all the table, the chairs on the table? No. <laughs> just, just, was, it, was it when the father's face started peeling apart? Because nah, that was creepy. Whenever I need a good laugh, I just put on the Poltergeist. You're just mean. <laughs> You're just a mean <laughs> fuck. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I just don't get scared. All right. Well, t- well, well, Mr. Hooper. I mean, sounds like he had. Uh, a fantastic amount of work, and I remember that 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 the video dancing in the dark, uh, dancing with myself, dancing with myself. I'm sorry, dancing with myself. Yes, yeah, yeah we, we, you can stop singing. We don't want Billy Idol to kill himself. <laughs> wow, <laughs> too soon. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. Okay, what else you got, All Mike? Right. Well, no more deaths. Oh, good. No more. So deaths. Now moving on. Now moving on. All right, the live action t- uh, TV Titan series has found its starfire. For those that have awoken from their 24 legacy induced coma, a familiar <laughs> face will play the, uh, the terror from Tamaran as Anna Diop joins the cast. Diop played Nicole Carter, wife of the series star Eric Carter, a.k.a. Corey Hawkins. For those unfamiliar with the character Starfire, she appeared in DC Comics Presents number 26 back in October 1980 and was created by Marv Wolfman and George Perez. Starfire, a.k.a. Princess Coriander, fled her home world of Tamaran because her evil sister Commander wanted her dead in order to take the throne. Upon arriving on Earth, Starfire was befriended by the Teen Titans. The Titans TV series is expected sometime in 2018. It will be 13 episodes and one of the first series to launch the DC-branded direct-to-consumer digital service. Hmm. Ooh. In- interesting. Now, I'm not familiar with this with this young lady's work, with this actress's work. Yeah. But, I mean, you saw 24 as well, right? I, I saw half That's of it. I couldn't take Legacy? much more. Yeah. No, not yet. I don't. It's just depressing. <laughs> it's just <laughs> Can so we fast bad. forward to her parts? So um, I can see what she's I mean, like. She was fine. I, it's just she, the, the role is that she, uh, the way the role she plays, she was under stress and whatnot. So she didn't have like a super heroic feel. So right. I mean, and I don't know what else she's been in. So I don't 
have a feel for her range or so you feel like a, I don't know if she's a good person for the part or not. So 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 what we can get from that series is that she'll look always stressed. <laughs> Pretty much. Wow, Starfire looks you can pull her hair out. <laughs> Pretty much. Well you're gonna have to pay to watch it with this you know, exclusive streaming yeah, service. That ain't happening. I'm just Ooh. wondering I'm just wondering before we move on to the next thing, how are they gonna play Starfire in regards to personality wise? Because I'm curious too because I can't imagine this girl being bubbly and light and whatnot. And ditzy <laughs> or blondish or Yeah, I mean that's yeah, I don't know how they're gonna go with it. Oh, you can't really do dark because if you have Raven, she's the dark one. So. Right. But I heard they casted well, Raven like as a 14 year old, yeah, 14 year old girl. Yeah, oh, it's a little girl. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah no, so not really. I mean, because in the she'll show, be moody. Yeah, I guess so. But <laughs> anyhow. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. The upcoming Netflix Punisher series will have an Oscar nominated star in a recurring role. They they casted me. Uh, yes. Oh, sweet. Uh, Iranian American actress Shoray Agdashlu will join the series as Farah Madani the mother of Homeland Security agent Dina Madani. Uh, Agdash Lu's last name, or any name, might not sound familiar to you hoes at home, but I guarantee you know her face and smoky voice. She was the undercover terrorist mother in season four of 24. She was Dr. Kavita Rao in X-Men, The Last Stand, and she currently stars as Christian Avasarala in Sci-Fi Channel's The Expanse. Yes. Agdash Lu was nominated for Best Supporting Actress for her role as Ben Kingsley's wife in The House of Sand and Fog. Oh. No release date has been set for the Punisher series. I know exactly who that is. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I love... I, she's, first of all, she is a fantastic actress, and her voice is amazing. I love her voice. She, in yeah. The Expanse? Oh, my God. She's incredible. She just got that voice. That's yeah. And you're just like, wow. <laughs> my father told me that if you're going to play with the big boys, you better wear your pants. <laughs> wow. Okay, so a one and a half impressions that Rob can do. <laughs> Not bad, Rob. I give you props for the smokiness. I didn't think that you could do that without smoking one cigarette. <laughs> well, well done, bro. Nice to um to to invoke your oh, what's her name? Who's the Jessica Rabbit? Kathleen Turner. Ah, there we go. Thought of another smoky right, voice. He wasn't drunk I'm, enough. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn this way. Okay, uh, and you just lost it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Last but not least, on the last episode of As the DC Superhero Movies Turn. <laughs> Newly elected writer-director Matt Reeves performed a scorched-earth rewrite on the Batman solo film following, following Ben Affleck's fall from grace. But recently, the Kirk of Captain Audiences, the Archer of Ape Apery, the Cisco of Cinematech, the Janeway of Juxtaposition, and the Picard of the Picture Industry has made headlines by confusing everybody about his Batman movie's place in the DC Universe. Originally, Reeves confirmed the, uh, the film was unrelated to the extended superhero universe. But was this true? No. Or in German, Nein, Dummkopf! <laughs> <laughs> but recently, he clarified his statement by saying he meant the story was about Batman and would not have cameos by other movie heroes. Now, are fans happy that the gun-happy Galahad of Gotham will have a solo film connected to a failing universe? Or would viewers rather watch Affleck in The Accountant 2, Rise of the Bat? <laughs> <laughs> For the answer to these and other important questions, tune in next time when Esmeralda Juanita Valdez, heiress to the world's largest coffee empire, shocks her familia by marrying Moishe Leibowitz, Hacienda Falls' only Jewish resident. When asked why, the coffee heiress says, because he brew. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> bad pun, bad pun, really smart shit. <laughs> so I'm not going to say, is that all your quickness? Let me ask you this. Um, were you happier when the idea came out, or is this for both of you? Were you happy when the original rumor came out that the Matt Reeves Batman movie was going to be a separate movie from the rest of DC? Hell no, that was just confusing and weird. Yeah, because 
Why would you have it separate if you've already introduced the character and are planning on using him in a separate title? Well, I think they were talking about getting a whole separate Batman altogether, I heard. Well, then that would just be even weirder. It's like, if you don't like your Batman, then just don't do the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, th- th- once again, DC is fucking everything up, and they don't know what to do. And they, they Somebody from Marvel needs to leave and go to DC. Somebody from the inside, maybe <laughs> Kevin Feige's right-hand man, to kind of show them how it's done. They need some kind of help. Listen, I freaking plastered my business card all over DC's offices. Yeah, they have really stiff toilet paper. (laughs) Yeah, you also plastered our our, our business card um, all over Comic-Con and we still didn't get our free press pass tickets. That is true. Shout out to um, Joey the intern. What the fuck happened? (laughs) I'm blaming you, not us. (laughs) I I blame him. So is that all your quick news? That is it. All right. uh, Ralph, quick news? No. No. Same thing with me, man. No quick news here. All right. So clean transition right into... um, our main focus of the show. So let's begin our discussion by talking about the new Marvel slash Netflix series, The Defenders. And with a synopsis is the guy who just finished speaking. MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Go take it away. Maybe you remember me. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Marvel's The Defenders is the culmination of the Marvel Netflix gangbang that had began in Daredevil Season 1 in 2015. Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist band together to take on an adversary that each hero would fail to face alone. The eight-episode series was created by Douglas Petrie and Marco Ramirez for Netflix. Marvel's The Defenders has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 75% and a Metacritic score of 63 out of 100. Wow. Yeah, pretty good. All right, synopsis. Stop me if you've heard this one before. A lawyer, a billionaire, an angry black man, and a total bitch walk to a restaurant. (laughs) Then it gets destroyed. Uh, Sigourney Weaver, the infamous genocidal maniac of the xenomorph race, threatens our heroes between her doctor visits and sumptuous Turkish meals. She is Alexandra, and when she's not threatening our heroes, she is busy upgrading the newly resurrected and evil Elektra from Ninja to Mega Ninja Extreme. We learn that along with Alexandra, the hand has four other fingers, two Asians, a different angry black man, and a Hispanic. (laughs) Now, a bunch of cutthroat murder psychopaths manage to have diversity in its ranks, yet the American president only manages to find Nazi sympathizers. (laughs) But I digress. Wow. Alexandra, as expected, is the leader of the hand. After all, even uh, evil renegades from Kunlun need someone white in charge. <laughs> oh, shit. The Hand finally revealed its subpar plot that, after five loosely interconnected TV series, seems like one big middle finger. But to foil this half-baked meal, the Defenders plate their differences and fork the bad guys. How'd you like that? Fork <laughs> the bad guys. Daredevil bounces around like an emo ADHD kid on crack. Iron Fist is still weird and looks like he smells bad. <laughs> Jessica Jones throws shade like it's a superpower, and Luke Cage... Uh, he knows how to stand and get shot. Uh, <laughs> even Stick shows up to lend a hand. Are these guys the Avengers? No. The Avengers are shiny, polished, and know the meaning of hygiene. The Defenders are <laughs> gritty, pissy, and not afraid to wear the same clothes for three days in a row. <laughs> of course, with New York City suffering a massive earthquake and Avengers Tower being right there, you'd think maybe some A-list hero would be interested or at least contact S.H.I.E.L.D., but don't worry, it's somehow still an awesome adventure. And yes, the whole gang of supporting characters is present, although mostly wallpaper, but having them all in one room will still get your heart pumping in anticipation for superheroics in another scene. So burn your phone, turn off the porn, chloroform your children, and backhand your lover for daring to talk. You've got eight hours to binge watch because New York City needs saving. Well, maybe not the Bronx. Wow. <laughs> All right. You are not leaving her alive. <laughs> it's starring Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock Daredevil, Kristen Ritter as Jessica Jones, Matt Coulter as Luke Cage, Finn Jones as Danny Rand Iron Fist, Eka Darville as Malcolm Duquesne, Eldon Henson as Franklin Foggy, oh, excuse me, Foggy Nelson, Jessica Henwick as Colleen Wing, 
Simone Missick as Misty Knight, Rachel Taylor as Trish Walker, Deborah Ann Wall as Karen Page, Elodie Young as Electra Nachios, Rosario Dawson as Claire Temple, Scott Glenn as Stick, Sigourney Weaver as Alexandra, Wei Ching Ho as Madame Gao, Ramon Rodriguez as Bakuto, Babs Olusamokun as Sawande, and Yutaka Takeuchi as Murakami. Wow, it got harder as we went along with the cast. It was getting rough. I'm like, what the Murakami. hell? I was like, we could have asked for a pause and you could have done some of that over if you needed to. <laughs> My tongue has no idea what it just did. Wow, I've heard. <laughs> hey, yo. Hey, yo. I've been there. I've been there. Have you been there? Wow, well, yeah. I don't want to know. So before we get to I'm um, talking about the podcast, let's press that button and listen to that um, warning that we have. Warning. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. Ah, there we go. And that um, spoiler warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. Stush. I swear to God, he's going to hear one day. (laughs) (laughs) I'll say this. uh, Before we begin, I was hanging out with Steve Francis last night. Him and I were having a drink at a wedding last night. And I was telling him about this. And he's like, you know, one day I'm going to actually listen to that. No, he won't. <laughs> no, he won't. I, I looked at him in his eyes. I was like, "Yeah, sure, sure you are, sure." <laughs> after, after how many beers had he had already? Well, I mean, we were already on Jack and Gingers at that point. So, oh, yeah, yeah. what not, a dandy! He's not even going to remember that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised what he remembers. All right, so <laughs> let's get into it. The defenders. I remember after, and this is maybe just the way I felt after. Um, Iron Fist had premiered and we watched Iron Fist. I kind of felt a little bit weird about the Defenders because Iron Fist left such a bad taste in my mouth. But how refreshing was this show, even flaws and all? What did you guys think? Loved it. It was really, really good. I I really did enjoy myself. Flaws, we will be getting to those because (laughs) there are quite a few. But nonetheless, it was enjoyable for me. From start to finish, I'm like, yeah, man. This thing was, it's just the Defenders that we needed to see and that we got and that I'm thankful that we got. And and the thing about it is that nobody knew about, I mean, the Defenders was a BC level team book. Right. So it's not like, oh, like the Avengers, people know the Avengers, people know the Fantastic Four. They know certain groups. The Defenders wasn't that kind of a group. So to be able to introduce it was a risk already. Right. It's either, oh, we don't know about it, let's watch her. Oh, my God, I remember that comic. It's horrible. Oh, but the only difference is, though, they weren't introducing the Defenders as, like, hey, it's the Defenders. They're introducing it as, like, hey, we need a name to group these four people together. You yeah. Know? And that's what really worked, I think, more than anything. It's not about it being called the Defenders. It's just finally getting all the Netflix people to meet each other. God knows that poor Claire is suffering through them all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was, as I was watching it, I'm thinking like, holy shit, Claire is the web that connects all of them Are you together. you just realizing this? Well, it's like, it, it took me a while because you know how slow my my brain is. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, it. Claire knows Daredevil. She knows Jessica. Jessica knows Luke and Luke also but, knows Claire. But, but Claire knows Luke yeah, yeah. from Jessica. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she got she got in one shot with that one. Yeah. Huh. And then she also knows the Iron Fist. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. hey, that's what you're the night nurse. But but speaking of um learning everybody one time, let me ask you guys this question. The beginning episodes for the most part, the beginning episodes of the Defenders picks up for the most part where Jessica Jones, Daredevil, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist have left off with their characters. Yeah. More or less. Like maybe I mean a couple of months obviously. Right. I mean, well it's 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 current time, so you know, it's it's current time for us, but we're seeing the after effects for the most part. So that like 
we know that officially Danny and Matt are no longer partners. Right. And they're friends, but they probably still don't speak that much, which you mean, is sad. You mean Foggy? And I'm Matt. sorry, did I say uh, Danny? I'm sorry, Foggy, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so that, and that just hurt because I'm like, their interaction in Daredevil is always great. Yeah. You know, I thought there would be more Jerry in here, you know? More Jerry. Well, I mean, she's not that important to it. Is, well, doesn't she, like, in the comics, is, well, he, I guess, in the right. comics, doesn't he, like, always help them out whenever they're. Well, yeah, I mean, but, you know, they don't. It's not set up that way, right. you know, because that's who Foggy is working for now. Right, that's true. Like that. but, let, but let me ask you this question. A lot of that stuff in the beginning scenes shows the teams and everybody getting together. Like, you see Luke Cage getting out of prison. Right. You see Medium feeding, meeting Foggy. Let me ask you this question. Do you think that was um, that was okay? Um, you know, that... Uh, let me rephrase the question. Do you feel like that interaction, because you had to watch all the other series to kind of understand where they were coming from... Do you feel like that excluded the audience, or was that fine and didn't really mess with the series at all? I, I don't know. It's hard to say since we've watched them and stuff like that, but I, I, when I was watching that, it's, I've heard complaints that, even from people that watched it, that they didn't like the way the episode one was. I enjoyed episode one uh, personally, but I don't think that you're that put off. I mean, because the thing is, you don't need to know why Luke Cage is in jail. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's really no... Because it's not important to this story at all. So, knowing that he's getting out of jail and hearing, like, barely any reason as to why... Cause, I mean, that actually was worse for me because I'm like, I don't understand how you're still out of jail. But um, well, that that doesn't really, I don't think, hamper anyone or to to not find that... You know, to find that Foggy and Matt aren't, you know, close buddies. Yeah, if right. you didn't know that, you're like, okay, they're yeah. just friends in some kind of way. You know, I, I don't... And Jessica... You know, you, you know she got over dealing with something, but it's not, again, important. Because the only time it actually comes up at all is uh, when Madame Gao references it. Right. You know, but that's about it. You know. the, well, the way that it's really quick, like if you don't notice it, but at the end of Luke Cage, when the, the, his friend finds the folder, right. they, then Foggy mentions that, he, that that friend helped him out. Oh, okay. By giving him the evidence, and that's how Luke was able to be oh, exonerated okay. from his previous crimes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I know they explained it. It just still seemed kind it of was, like it was fuzzy. Like that it's like right. they, they didn't even like you know. It, you're saying they really just glazed over it. They like, really did. It, it wasn't really look like they, they didn't like you know spend too much time on it. It was just real quick, and they were like, "Well, you know, we we uh, Fog is like, well, you know, you should really thank your friend, blah blah blah, because right. he really helped us out with this and getting you out." Right. And then Luke is like, "All right, cool." <laughs> is that your black voice? All right, cool. sweet Christmas. <laughs> I'm going to go get me some coffee. <laughs> and Foggy was like, oh, you want coffee? Yeah. And he's like, oh, I haven't been inside that long. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Another month and I would have said, yeah. <laughs> Might have been a possibility, even though you're a little chunky for my taste. <laughs> and, um, that coffee got a lot of cream. <laughs> I thought it was interesting how they decided to pair them up. Like, obviously, you're going to have, you know, Luke Cage and Iron Fist together. Right, like cause, you know, and I actually like their scene together. I mean, jumping ahead before we start getting—I mean, we now have to go one at a time. But yeah, uh, I did like their interaction together. I, I I like them forming a buddy relationship. You know, and then you have Daredevil and Jessica meeting up, and that was also very well. That was just funny, hilarious. Yeah, you know, that was just funny. Well, Jessica, she had all of the good lines. Yeah, all of them. Oh my god, <laughs> and she, the, she said stuff that I was thinking. Oh yeah. <laughs> And then it's like just when you think about it, you you, you paired up a fighter with an uh, enhanced and a fighter with an enhanced. Right. Like, it was like very even. Yeah, because Jessica is not a fighter. No, not at all. <laughs> She's like, what was that? Why does everybody know karate? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, speaking of which, you guys talked about teaming up. How did you guys feel about the team chemistry as a whole? 
I mean, obviously you have to build the chemistry throughout these eight episodes. Did you feel like they built it? They built it well, or was it something that was a little lackluster? Because I know Mike, you were concerned about yeah, how they're going to have them gel and yeah. work together. Well, and my sound. concerns was, I mean, because the trailer, I loved the trailer. The the second one where it was more information, not the very first one, which was very vague. Um, and I loved hearing them speak as they would speak. You know, I mean, the writer did it right, uh, even though the the writer was not involved with any of the other productions. You know, um, I. That writer, he did a good job. I mean, they wrote, I think, all of them as them. Yeah. And then, of course, with the actors themselves being able to portray their characters, that, of course, you know, doubles down on it. But I thought their interaction was wonderful. I mean, obviously, certain things you had to speed along to get them to work together. And there were a couple of times, and I can't remember offhand which ones, but there were a couple of times where it was like, yeah, you kind of just shoehorn them to be like, all right, yeah, all right we're going to work together. Right. Um, but other than that, I thought that it was very believable for an unbelievable you know tv show right i i I thought they did a great job i really love them working together all four together was hysterical two on two was fun you know it was just a great time one of the funniest scenes is when they're eating at the restaurant and then danny's danny's like um uh what was it he's like so blind ninja so we got yeah uh blind ninja uh invulnerable super guy uh, Iron Fist and whatever you are. She's like, real classy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. But you know what? And I really love it because I, because of the fact that Jessica, you know, I mean, in the comics, she's not important. I mean, they try to make her important, especially since they've got the show going on now, stuff like that. But I love Madame Gao's rendition of everybody. Um, what did she say? She says that, uh, what does she call? She, I don't think she calls him a blind ninja, but she's something along the line of a, uh, He's a very formidable oh, no, no, fighter. No, she, no, no. She goes, uh, we have the devil of hell's kitchen. Yeah. Right. Uh, the indestructible man and the unyielding woman. And I love that description. That was the, that actually sums up, I think, her character wonderfully. Yeah. You know, she's not she, she invulnerable, et cetera, but she is. She's unyielding. She won't give up on a thought or an action. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, that is the perfect description of Jessica Jones, at least the way they portray her here. Unyielding. Wonderful. Like, did, did the hand seem like super cocky to you? It's like they're going, I understand they're going after the Iron Fist and they don't know that he's going to team up with these people. Right. Right. But even once they know that they're teaming up with these people, they they seem super like cocky. Like, oh, we could take him. We could take him. And then they send wave and wave after people getting their ass kicked. And they're like, oh, yeah, we could still take him. Yeah. The hand pretty much sent a round of applause and that didn't work. Um, <laughs> Aww. But, oh, God. <laughs> It really was. And, you know, well, at least they didn't give him the clap. But, uh, <laughs> um, oh, no yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, they may have been, the, the hand was really, like you said, they were a little bit, like, kind of cocky about things. But at the same time, which, you know, when we start talking more about um, coming to some of the flaws, I found that a flaw in the show was that, like, the hand is taking down, like, or at least being trouble for, like, Jessica and Luke, particular. Like, I, I just didn't understand that. Like, like Iron Fist, when he meets Luke, I mean, he's you know he's definitely not trying to kill anybody, but he was not particularly holding back on his moves. So, so Luke is not even phased by any amount of his really hard punches and kicks and da 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 da. But Murakami and Elektra are like throwing him around like a rag doll, yeah. and I'm like, well, I'm not understanding why like, like Danny can't move you, but everyone else can. Well, because Danny. He doesn't have super strength unless he's using the yeah, Iron Fist. Right. 
And well, Electra, Elect- we saw that she had some. Electra, you know. like she comes back very a lot right. stronger than she was before. Right. And Murakami's one of the fingers of, of the fist of the hand. So right. Yeah, but which was and that is another thing we'll get into um, as so well. I want to talk strength. about the, the 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 fingers of the hand because I was not impressed with their vagueness. But we'll get. I'll, I'll talk about that later. Okay, so, so, so actually, let's talk about it now. You okay. talk. About, let's talk about it now. Um, because you know, sometimes we say that we don't get back to it. That's and we, true. We fuck. So yeah, let's talk about it. Okay, so there's five fingers of the hand. Oh, look at that. That's well, really, four fingers and a thumb. But we won't get into that. <laughs> so one is short and stumpy. Oh uh, well, yeah. that's that's <laughs> Madam, Madam Gal. <laughs> she knows. <laughs> wow. No, but you, if you figure, you have okay. You have Alexandra, Madam Gal, um, Sawande, uh, Murakami, and, and Bakudo. Uh, Bakudo. Right. Now, Bakudo, okay, remember, like, now, the thing is, you, you imagine that the fingers of the hand, especially since they're all from Kunlun, and they have all been around for at least centuries, if not beyond that, that they, they're, they're experiencing whatever. Perfect example of kind of what I was leading up to, and, and you know, and you had a good point, though, um, Ralph, when you were talking about, like, how, you know, oh, well, those guys, maybe they're super strong, whatever. Bakudo lost to Colleen Wing. That's true. Twice. That is true. Twice. She's a normal woman that's just that first of all, he taught. <laughs> you know. That is so true. like I didn't understand his ferocious ferocity. You know, like like why exactly is are you so dangerous when this average woman <laughs> with skill can defeat you well, she's, pretty well. She is know? a lot of things, but average is not one of them. Right. But you know what I'm saying? So like I didn't understand well, him. Well also think about it this way. If she beat him twice, if she's a disciple, usually they say the student becomes a teacher. So you can use that adage. Right, but, but at the same time you kind of expect that they have something extra. Like uh um like Madame Gao. Right. She's literally throwing cars. Right. <laughs> you know. With Bakuro, I would say it might be like uh some sort of like jujitsu thing where you're using your own opponent's weight against them and that's why he was throwing them around. I, I don't I don't know. No, I'm just no. saying that like I was I was very confused with like that's what I'm saying. With the hand I was confused. Like Alexandra. Right. I love Sigourney Weaver. Unfortunately I do not feel that they wrote to her strength. Meaning that like they she I was waiting for her or now am I the only one? I was waiting for her to go from this like, you know, I'm Calm the woman and in charge to yeah. like let me show you why I'm fucking in charge. Yeah. You know, like, like I mean, and I'm, I'm saying this. I'm not saying I actually wanted to see this. But, like, if she had some move where she literally spewed fire from her hands, <laughs> I would have been like, at least I know why they're all afraid of her. And that's why you're but, in charge. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, because I, it made no sense that they all deferred to her. I'm like, Madame Gao could evidently knock everyone the fuck out. <laughs> she, she seemed... Well, she seemed forceful, but not... Yes, it's like, <laughs> she didn't... Okay, uh, uh, it appeared like she had some fighting skill. Right. right. I mean, and I thought, by the way, that um, she did a good job for the couple of moves that they had her do. Like, Because, yeah. I mean, she is a great actress. I'm sure learning something physical for those moves. She it was very she sold what her yeah. moves were. Like, it know? was very fluid. Yeah. Like There was no completely. She sold yeah. it. You know, right. But it seemed like that Alexandra was more of like a planner, a right. thinker, you know, a, a, a delegator. Right. But but in that, though, she would that would be like my right hand person. Yeah. You know, if I was the general, I would have my thinker and planner. Because, again, even if she's in charge of the thinker and planner, that's still not explaining why they're so afraid of her. Why they won't fuck with her. Because yeah. my thing is, if this is a, um, a culture of, you know, power on top and, and knock out anybody else who's trying to, 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 to come against you. Yeah, you're pointing. Why don't you fuck with Batman? Because he knows all your weaknesses. Yeah, but Maybe Batman, that might be the same thing. Yeah, but, but my thing is this. Yeah, um, but at the same time, if 
Superman, even if, kick if Superman wanted him dead, he'd be dead. <laughs> like, we we know that, you know. But I mean, this one, you know, like they say, and they obviously turned, or they've all turned on each other at some point. Because she said that there's been like, you know, we've lived through all the the backstabbings and da 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 da. I, it's just that it was they didn't give us any reason other than she evidently has always been in charge, yeah. and maybe she was she I, had the idea for the for the rebellion, but it was just one of those like I'm not getting. And then they built up this whole thing about like Murakami is one of the most dangerous of the hand, fingers of the hand, and you're like. Yeah, evidently not really. I mean, he was a good fighter, yeah. but I mean, like, really like, good no, fighter. No, no better than we've seen. <laughs> you know. So I was actually, I was very, except for Madame Gao, who finally was like letting loose a little bit there, or yeah, actually a lot cool. at yeah. the end. At the end, because I mean, she, otherwise it was it would not have been fun to have just some old woman getting smacked around. <laughs> she was channeling her inner dark phoenix. Yeah, she really was. Yeah, and um, I mean, and I liked that, but I, I wish they all had had something. I, you know, I know this is a superhero thing, but it's a superhero uh, TV series. They, yeah. they all should have had some power of some form. And they all should have been different, you know. I honestly thought Alexandra had some sort of, like... Mind? I would have thought yeah. if she had a mind thing, like, she could, like, just... Like, like put, cause pain or yeah, something, some, you know? That would actually have been a really good one. Now, yeah. now, I also got the I got the feeling, even though they gave no other way for it, but the fact that her name was Alexandra and she was constantly eating Turkish food, I assume she's Alexandra the Great. Oh, that'd be interesting. I, I'm assuming, even though, of course, that was a man in history, I'm assuming yeah. she's Alexander the Great. Well, we but. know she's at least a thousand years old. Yeah. Well, remember, right. she also, she mentioned something about some war. I forget, I forget now early on, I was like, yeah, you're, I think you're Alexander the Great. You know? And she was there when uh, the Dutch bought um, Manhattan. Manhattan. Yeah, stuff like that. But, um, you know, so I mean, like I said, I, I, that was like a, a big thing for me is that I just felt that the hand should have been more powerful more threatening you know to give our heroes a, a, a pretty least, good challenge or at least the, the the five fingers of the hand right that's been. what i mean just oh, yeah. them yeah yeah and i agree because then it's like okay these are just these eternal living figureheads that don't really have i mean you know that just are hiding behind their armies right i, I got a question sure when uh the defenders were fighting uh the the fingers of the hand each one individually were they getting fingered this is like bad pun day. This is, this is the holiday we've still been to. Come out to the Caps house where we're having bad pun day. Everybody 14 and under gets a big finger. Yeah. Oh, no. All right. Oh, thank you. I hate the fact that you're in charge of the soundboard. All right. So fuck let me, you. So fuck you. So let me ask you this. It's funny. Let's go back for a second because we're talking about the hand. I want to go back to the defenders for a second because we talked about how everybody was, you know, they sounded um, like themselves from what Mike was saying. And they, they interacted with each other really well. The one thing that was consistent was that Danny Rand came off as a punk. Yeah. yeah. But I'm so okay with that. Danny has learning to do. And I'm hoping by his season that this team up yeah. and the fact that the hand is functionally destroyed yeah. will maybe give him a chance to grow up a bit. Because, I mean, he's he's still like a child. I mean, he's not... Yeah, he still has a lot. Even though so you, he... He is an excellent fighter, but he still has a lot to learn. Because, I mean, you think about it. I mean, like at least from what we're gathering um, in this Kunlun is that he was taught discipline, but it didn't seem like he was taught a lot of how to be a man, for lack of a better word, not offending any women out there, but you know what I mean, to be independent. Yeah. It, it was He was taught to follow because he is the Iron Fist. The, I didn't like, though, the, I mean, well, granted, he didn't learn everything. I mean, like, he didn't learn that he had an entire army at his disposal, yeah. which is now all dead. Yeah. <laughs> the chased got chased away. Yeah. Oh, God, you're just, like, waiting for this shit. You're just teeing off. You're, like, on a roll. Now, what did we think of Stick, his return? I I don't know. I mean, there's a part of me that he... Sometimes I feel like they force-fed us Stick because they're, like, they're, there's one person that has to kind of... There's a couple of tropes that I feel like Marvel Netflix used mm -hmm. that the Avengers or the other Marvel series have used. And this is the one of the... Um, 
the one person that gathers the team and that just like Coulson was for the Avengers, right. Stick had to be for, for, right. for this. And I was okay. like, eh, we've seen this before, even though Stick is very un- unconventional right. because he's with the chase. Because and he lies. And he lies. Constantly. He's worse than a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> or a politician. Yeah. I'll tell you this. Electro broke his heart. Uh. <laughs> now I'll say this. But, but in the same episode, they introduced Stick and they introduced Electra. Right. Yes. But I did like, though, that... Uh, with Stick getting the team together, and Jessica was like, I'm out of here. This is, you know. <laughs> but when she came back, it was like, yeah, you're back. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I, re- I replayed that car crashing through the uh, the, the shop twice, because I was just like, yeah, that's the way, that's the way you make your return. Um, you know, and again, I mean, I, we haven't talked a lot about our likes, even though we have been praising it. Uh, I So I hate to go back on something I was not a fan of. I was not a fan of the physical ability i should say representation of jessica i felt that she was shortchanged. Yeah, you were talking about that yeah like like i thought they did a good job of of making her relevant like in other words she was she actually did more detection um and that's wonderful because she is a private eye yes. um and i so i like that um even though they did give her the one two three of detective like oh i'll just follow this down to this 1800 you know sign thing of all the same handwriting you know um <laughs> that was a little bit unbelievable but it's just that we saw what she can do in her own series. And even though if, if you go back and listen to me talk about that, I said even then her powers were inconsistent. Yeah. But like, there, I, and again, I, I don't remember the exact scene, but there was a scene where um, this is probably somewhere around maybe four or five-ish or maybe even six. Um, I think they run out of a building or something and, and they're looking for maybe it's some of the fingers or maybe just whatever they're looking for. Anyhow, but uh, I think she's with Daredevil and she might be... With uh, someone like I don't maybe Luke I think no I think it was Luke as well, and they're all like looking in a direction of like you know because the, the villains are getting away, and I'm like you can jump blocks yep. at a time, at no point like I mean at least if she if Luke had just said like Jessica why don't you go after them and Daredevil would be like how could she catch them he'd be like she can she can do it and if she just was like like maybe feeling gun shy or something but like or even like still nervous about showing what she could do in front of these people yeah. you know even though they're all freaks you know i would have accepted it, but like it was just things like that or like when they remember the stairwell there's a stairwell scene where i think they're chasing someone up a stairwell or no down a stairwell right she, she's chasing a person and yeah, i'm she's like chasing an yeah yeah and oh, i'm and like go, just jumps right down right yeah. but, but i'm like just jump down the stairwell I you will survive i was waiting for her yeah. and that's what i mean it's just except for like think about it we didn't see her push the car, but we know she did. Yeah. That was the, the that was one of the only times that we ever saw that she was actually really strong. And the time when she was the elevator, right? And then that, not until the very end. That's the very last episode. That's what I'm about to say. So I'm like, she she's getting kicked by these ninjas left and right, uh, you know. And I'm like, and, you know, she would get a few blows here and there, but they're kicking her ass. And I'm like, she's really strong. Well, <laughs> you know? um, Stick said it too. He said, well, he said that to um, Luke Cage. To Luke. Well, yeah. he said, and he said. Uh, you and the girl, you guys hold back so much. Right. He's like, you know, you could really do some damage if you just let loose. Right. And then Luke says, no, that's not what we do. Right. Which, which, did you not expect then to see Luke let loose at some point? And you're like, oh, he didn't still. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, at least we did see Jessica when she had the elevator. That scene, like, I, I, I watched that scene five times. I'm like, finally. Like, you know, like, she's like, yeah, I'm quite capable. <laughs> you know? So the only thing that I didn't like about the Defenders mm-hmm. was that the plot was clearly visible a mile away. The fact that they, what do you mean? they were going to, obviously they were going to somehow get a hold of Danny right. and they were going to trick him into opening the, the wall. Right. That was like, once you hear Alexandra saying, well, what is it? It's a door. 
And what do doors have? A key. So who's the key? Oh, right. The Iron Fist. I'm like, oh, that's it. They're going to use the Iron Fist. They're going to trick him because he can't glow the hand. They can't make him glow the hand. He has to choose it. Right. Well, but I, I was kind of more, I mean, I, that didn't bother me as much, but, but I do understand what you mean about sometimes the plot is so visible. You're like, wow, I know where this is going to go even before we get to the, the episode. The moment she said door, key, Iron Fist, I'm like, oh, they're going to trick right. him into opening the well, door. But I, I found, though, like I said, I, I found the plot to be subplot. I mean, I didn't enjoy the whole like so this was all about these dinosaur i mean these uh these dragon bones beneath the city that that the the wall thing i mean i know that there's mysticism in the iron fist and in kunlun i i get that it still is a bit weird though that this just seemed like it was a a rock wall i mean like like they didn't make the wall like shimmer or, or just something it's just like so you're telling me you put down enough explosion i mean enough um dynamite I don't know how much, but enough that it rocked all of New York City. Right. It rocked boroughs, not just one borough, you know, and and, and almost took down like Hell's Kitchen, you know, and you didn't even dent that wall, <laughs> you know. I'm like, I find that a little bit hard to believe unless you show me or at least show me like like a quick, you know, one of those quick fadeaway flashbacks of like the monks praying at it or something like that, like you know, putting their chi into it and like saying how like that will hold the wall. Just, just quick. I mean, that would have been like 10 seconds. That wouldn't even have cost much to, to do that. Then it would have been like, okay, I get it. But right now it just looked like a, a rock wall. Yeah. Well, it was a special uh, vibranium adamantium alloy. Yeah. But then he broke through that with his fist. <laughs> Wolverine better just watch what he says well, around anyway. Because he had the key. It was the, you know, the fist <laughs> right. is the key. So, you know, but that, that was a little bit of a problem I had with it. Um, you, know, it was, I, you know, it's funny. I, I was, as I was enjoying it so much, I didn't really, for, for me, I G and I sat there and breezed through four episodes. Oh, the first four went easy. by like nothing. Easy. Yeah. I, we, we were doing something that night. I remember me and G had to be up the next morning. G and, and I. Are you still trying to correct me? G and I. Oh, boy. Anyway. G and I were watching this, and it was like after the end of the second episode. So it's funny. Like like she like she would say, oh, let's get another one and invite a third one. Oh, let's watch another one, even though it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. There was those things like the thing about Jessica Jones that that bothered me, but you know what's funny? I was just like, "Fuck it!" Like, yeah. I did like it once uh, when Danny was on the other side of the wall, and they do that pull. They, they pull out, mm-hmm. and you see the skeleton of the dragon. Yeah, and it's the same one that's on his chest. Yeah, right? and he's in the center of it. Yeah, it was just, I had a that th- moment. She's like, "Could you rewind it for a second? And she goes, she goes "That's the that's the dragon that's on his chest." Yeah. No, no, it's not. No, it's I mean, not. Yeah, well, it's not the same. It's a dragon, a it's dragon. not the dragon, because because uh, uh, Shaolin is still alive. Yeah, right. you know, I he thought. Is, I was, well, he is Shaolin the Undying, right? right? Well, <laughs> so that'd be he can weird. be killed, but he is Undying. Yeah, yeah. But the, well, here's the one thing that got that made me a little bit bothered. Are we tired with Marvel series? Were you hot also under the collar? <laughs> Shut up, hot and bothered. Shut up. Here, here's what here's what got me a little bit annoyed. And tell me if this bothered you the same way as well. Um, I'm making sure that's good. Okay. Um, did it bother you that they did the whole the whole um, main villain switcheroo again? Here's our villain, yeah. Psych. Here's our villain. Well, that seems to be well, except for um, except for Jessica Jones. That seems to be where they go. Because even in uh, Daredevil season one, uh, there was it was not so much a switch, but you had like a kind of exchange of because because it was like other people doing uh, Kingpin's dirty work. I mean, he was the overall guy, yeah. But then it was till the end he fought him, and then yeah. But, but you still two, knew it was Kingpin. You know, there was Kingpin. Right. 
They did that in Iron Fist. Right. They, they did, did it in Luke Cage. Cage. Right, but they didn't do it with Jessica Jones because it was just Kilgrave the yeah. entire time. Yeah. Even though they did add a little extra, like, his parents were also not nice people, but that was about it. What they know? did in Jessica Jones was make you feel for him, make you right. think that he was changing. Right. And then he's like, no, fuck that shit. I'm yeah. too happy being evil. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, but, it's, but it's, how did you guys feel about that? For me, that kind of annoyed me because when, when Sigourney gets, Sigourney Weaver's character of Alexandra gets dispatched. Yeah. Spoilers, yeah. Well, that's another heart sh- uh, lecture broke. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I will say this. I liked it because I did not see it coming. Um, I saw it coming, especially in that scene. I fucking knew. Like, he's like, he's the guy in the, in the fucking, <laughs> in the classic. Well, I knew that was four plus five, yeah. well, thank you. Well, I mean, yeah, the thing is, I mean, like, early on, you're like, okay, I don't know where this is going. But, like, I think it's because also they just hadn't written Alexandra's character with any more, like, subterfuge that I was like, well... If she keeps staying, it's just not going to be very interesting. Not saying that Lester's going to make it interesting, but something has to shake up. Either we need to see like, like the evil side of Alexandra, or she needs to be gone. But like when she was there with Electra, and once Electra, well, once the what was it like two episodes before when Electra was, you know, you could see that she was starting to like remember things. When she looked at the size hanging on the wall, yeah. I'm like, yeah, she's just going to kill her. <laughs> you know, I didn't think she was going to kill her. I, I just, you know, she was looking at the at the size. Maybe that'd be another way of kind of j- so, jogging her memory. Yeah. See, what what I saw with her looking at the size is that she's gonna. I thought she was gonna remember, remember and become a good guy, be Electra, and then be like, yeah, you know, I'm not gonna do this anymore. I'm part I'm of the Defenders too. Yeah, I'm gonna go help my love, you <laughs> right. know, uh, Matt. But then, when, which wouldn't when have been she... bad again if they just had developed the Alexander character, so that again the hand became formidable. But once again, and I get that yes, she's got some form of super strength, and she's resurrected, but she's not. I mean, because they're all resurrected, you know, yeah. they're not unkillable. I'm like, but once again, it's like I kill Alexandra, you all work for me now. It's like, bitch, I'll kill you right now. Like <laughs> Madame Gal would have been like, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> no, no. I mean, but you know, she was just like, well, she's close to getting this damn thing finished. I don't really care anymore. But it was just still one of these. It's like, really, you guys just bow and bend down on anything. <laughs> so, you know, they're like not the hand, you're the knees. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll say this about Madame Gal: there are certain people that play chess, right? Mm-hmm. And some people who play Pai Shou, which is a Japanese form of chess, right? Mm-hmm. Madame Gao plays Go, which is a more elaborate, intricate game that takes, you have to be like thinking like at least like 10 moves ahead. Well, she's, she's the three D. She's the three-dimensional chess player. Yeah. But I mean, but even still, though, it was just one of those things where I'm like, if somebody like, if you're all badasses for centuries and some upstart just kills somebody in front of you and be like, you're working for me, you'd be like, no. Well, <laughs> sorry, it's just not happening. They have to go along with it because now if, at this point, if they die, they're dead because right. they don't have any resources to bring them back. Poor thing. Right. Which, which at the same, by the way, they're like, they were giving um, Alexandra, they're giving her like the, the razzing for using it to bring back um, or to bring back Electra to do the black sky. Now, um, what I, what I didn't understand was they're like, you use the last of our resources without consulting us. I'm like, yeah, that's true. She did. But like, this is to get like this ultimate weapon. You, Madam Gal, use the next to the last resources to bring back Meacham. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but no one seems to be questioning that one. <laughs> because, I mean, like, unless they resurrected a ton of people between Iron Fist and now, like, that had to be the next to the last of the resources. No, I think what they did with Meacham was something different because he kept coming back. Oh, I guess yeah. yeah but then that, that, that was like then a why curse. Why don't they do that again? Because because that one, <laughs> well, that one makes you crazy. Yeah, yeah right. Makes you crazy. But um, yeah. But that was just one of my things. I'm just like, oh, so I don't know. Like I said, the, the substance thing, I, I got it. 
It's just I did not find it a good plot point, or at least not the way they did, or the fact that this dragon, I'm like, well, exactly how big is this dragon that if disrupting the bones was going to level this city? Well, it's multiple. There was multiple dragons. Was it supposed to be multiple? I was wondering if there were, because they kept making it sound like it was one. No, no. Okay. I'll go to that scene again, look back, and you'll see. I thought I saw more than one head, but I wasn't sure. There's more than one body. There's the one where Danny is in, and then if you look to the sides, there's like one over here, there's one on the top. There's one on the bottom over there. There's a whole bunch. That's why right. they're saying that if they remove all those bones, because it's like apparently the whole foundation of Manhattan that it will come crumbling down. You think those Native Americans would have known that? <laughs> <laughs> they probably did, and they're like, "Yeah, it's a. Are you sure you want to buy this land? It is a dragon burial ground. Are you sure? If you think our Indian burial grounds cause a curse, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> if you build here, you're gonna have an idiot for a president one day. <laughs> Um, um, how did you guys feel about the way Daredevil was interwoven into? I really liked his story throughout this, mm-hmm. though. And Mike's, I know what Mike's gonna say already because he already, him and I already talked about this. Um, even though the the thing with him and Elektra felt a little bit, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not cliche. Um, forced. Not forced. It's another word. Contrived. Contrived. There we go. The the idea of well, you know, I know Electra's best, and they're still good inside of her, and I can save her. And I'm like, that we're doing this again, bro. Fast. <laughs> that trope got old really fast, especially considering that it wasn't like the last two minutes of this. So it was like the foundation of the last like almost twenty to thirty minutes yeah. of that. And I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> you know. It's it's a little bit too much, too late. Like, like you know, hey, save the day and then just go find her later. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he's oh, he's thinking he's like, damn, all she needs is the D and the D, Daredevil. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Woman with the double D's needed the double D. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, were, were you guys okay with the way the last episode went? Because it all built up all seven episodes, and I remember, um, my wife and I were looking and we were like, okay, well maybe this. Two or three more episodes. Like, what do you mean it's only eight? Eight. Yeah, I was very, well because um, Electra, you know, um, killing Alexandra, that was like typical like episode six or seven of all of the other series. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'll just stop here. I didn't look. I assumed it was thirteen episodes, like all of them. So I'm writing, you know, to these guys. I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen six episodes. I'm going to stop now. And then someone writes back. It's it only eight episodes. It was Kev. Yeah, only eight episodes. I'm like, well then, fuck. I'm going to watch the other two. <laughs> Kev is like, like they're, they're, they're eight episodes, bro. Yeah. He's like, just power through it, man. Just, <laughs> just do it. Power through it. It wasn't a power through. I was delighted. I just thought like, you know, hey, I got seven more episodes to go. I'll stop now. You know, but but I felt like it was building really well. I mean, I and. And I liked the conclusion, but uh, because I liked there was so many things happened at certain points because you had Claire with Misty trying to like, you know, trying to stall for time. You had um, obviously um, Electra with Danny, you know, da- uh, in the underground. Right. Yeah. And then you had the rest of our heroes on the elevator going down. Oh, by the way, why does Daredevil appear to be a better fighter than Danny Rand? And I'm not talking about the skills of the people performing. I'm talking about on an actual like, you know, martial arts to martial arts level because He's been trained by Stick, and that's fine. But Danny has been trained by the Masters of Kunlun to defend their city. So you would think he'd know a little something, something about something. Yeah, but <laughs> apparently Stick's training is more grueling. I guess so. Yeah. You know. Well, we've seen how Stick's a dick, so you know. Yeah, I guess when you get and the he, Stick, he trains to kill. Right. I guess so. I mean, you know, but it was just one of those where I'm like, yeah, they do kind of have to kind of work at that a bit, you know, or at least explain that like. Maybe Danny is holding back or something along that line. I don't know. But uh, right. oh, by the way, the, the this fight scene in the uh, in the tunnel. I mean, it was a great scene. That was a great fight scene. Yeah. The first time they used the, the the like urban rap music 
throwing the fight scene. It worked. <laughs> it did not work in that tunnel scene at all. I thought it went pretty well. I, 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 I like just the... didn't. It just it, the beats didn't fall well with the fighting, and it just it just felt like oh, we better keep the blacks entertained here. So, so somebody wow. put on some Wu Tang. <laughs> I, I hear what you're saying about the beats, but I thought it was more about the message that they were trying to portray. Yeah, in the fight. I just didn't feel it. And Chama, what was the song they used in that one? Do you remember? I, I know it was a Wu Tang song. I know it was a Wu Tang song yeah. too. I, I don't know. And then, but the, the fact that it's also this throwing back to the Iron Fist because that was one of the songs that was on Danny's uh, iPad. Right. IPad. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. But, but, I mean, I, I enjoyed that song. It got me. It got me pumped for the fight scene. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, um, here's a handy thing to mention. Misty's arm. <laughs> oh, oh I was yeah. waiting, man. When when she showed up with Colleen and Bakudo in their fight, I'm like. She's going to lose her arm. She's going to lose her arm. And, you know, I'm like, nope, she didn't lose her arm. She's going to lose her arm. And I'm sitting there by myself. And the moment he raises his sword and she raises her arm, I'm like, here it goes. And it was like, I'm like, yes, <laughs> that's my girl. And I did love the fact that, and I had said something like this, but I didn't go with Danny. I said, remember, I, I said maybe with uh, Tony Stark, yes. they would involve him. But they did it the Danny um, the Danny Rand way. They were just like, oh, he owns the hospital and they have a wing that's got really good prosthetics, basically. And you're like, yeah, you're going to get your bionic arm. Don't worry. Yep. Relax, bitch. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty cool. I was very happy about that. Let's all give Misty a hand. <laughs> she has a good shoulder to lean on. Oh, God. All right. But before we get to ratings and stuff, before we go to any last points we forgot to hit. Well, I also wanted to ask, did, what do we think about the cleanup? I was just going to oh, say, okay, I was just going to say, how did you feel about the way everything was resolved at the end of the episode? The last 10 minutes. Um, I it was okay. It was satisfactory, and I like how they leave you wondering whether or not Daredevil's dead, and you're like, he ain't dead because well, it's just a season it's three. Just season three. Unless it's a fight. flashback, it's it's a season fight. three. He's not dead anyway. Yeah. Um, no, um, I really love the scene because it, it as much as I can't stand Karen, I. I can't stand Karen Page. Still, she didn't improve in this. I love these Karen Page. I, I can't stand her at all. And all I kept thinking was, you know, if she's in the police, this police station for ten more minutes, she's going to become a super cop because anywhere she is for any length of time, she somehow knows how to do the job. You know. Um, but I did love the scene when everybody comes back, yes, paired all and, and, and greets their loved ones, or comes back, and, and they're, they're just looking waiting. and yeah. looking, and then the look on their faces when no one else is coming in. That one, that was priceless. I did feel that they just completely were like, how do we get out of this shit at the end when they're like, yeah, there's no charges against anybody because the police didn't file a report. I, I, I'm sorry. This is New York City. A building just imploded. A major, huge building imploded. And no one's going to go like, so who are you filing in this report against the charges? Uh, you know, you know what happened? Uh, Timmy was on duty at that time. And everybody knows Timmy's always fucking up. Fucking Timmy. <laughs> no, but Timmy, I just man. I just thought that was I mean, they could have come up with a better statement. I just thought that was lame when uh Foggy was like, Yeah, they're not pressing charges because well, they didn't report. Yeah, but and I'm like, they're oh, not gonna, what the hell? Yeah, but that's wink and nod because they because they probably got all the information that hey, look, this was a deadly organization you're dealing yeah. with. Yeah, but and I mean, they're like, Okay, you know what, we'll find some way to tweak this. Well, well, how about this? The the mayor um read the reports, heard I mean, because it's not like a surprise, heard that there was a terrorist group and you guys helped save the day. Oh, there's hey. not, right now, isn't that much more believable than we just didn't file a report? It's because they <laughs> can't, and they don't want to acknowledge that. Yeah, that's why it's wink nod. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, wink, wink, you know, thank you guys. Yeah, but it's still, I, I thought that was like such a. Because yeah. in the report, you have to write, okay, how did you stop it? Vigilantes. <laughs> Super powered 
vigilante. Yeah, it's not, but I mean, but this is their world, though. I mean, it's not unusual. They know it's, what's going on. It's not unusual, but vigilantes are still against the law. Yeah, but it, but yeah, but the thing is, they they know that Luke Cage has been working up in Harlem, and it's not. In other words, and they already know that Jessica Jones saved the day. People are aware of what she was fighting against. That's what I'm saying. It's not like they had to blow it up and say like, and we hope other vigilantes will help us. It would just be like they don't even have to name them. They could just say that we stopped a terrorist group. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, I guess. I mean, it was just weird. I'm like, I, I, I was, okay. I was, okay. I was okay. With but that. um, but did we? Uh, how do we think though about uh the looks though oh, that between Luke and Jessica? Because you know, in the comics, they're married with a child, right? So like, you I know, was it, wondering, this Claire Luke thing made doesn't have to stay. Well, she, she did say, you know, we should get some coffee sometime. Yeah, but I yeah. mean, but he looked like he was like, I'm, I'm getting some coffee. <laughs> I'm getting some coffee, just not with your ass. <laughs> no, but he looked kind of like. Maybe he wants two shots of coffee. <laughs> Claire's like, where are you going? He's like, get some tea. <laughs> some Bustelo. Sorry, I had to say it. I had to say it. I did like, though, that um, I did like with the series that, at least the way I took it, that Jessica, um, with her opening up her agency again and stuff like that, that it's not just like, oh, she's not going to open up um, her agency. I think she was happy even though she would never admitted to have met other people like her yeah. and work with them. I think that inspired her. And I like that. You know, hopefully it takes a little, I mean, you don't want her to lose her edge, but you don't want her to just be a caustic bitch all the time. And, and, with, and with her, it's very interesting because, because she's got the alcohol problem because right. you know, that, that kind of keeps her on the edge. But if you keep her too negative, it's like, okay, well this gets old after a while. Right, exactly. It's, it's a balance. And they, yeah. they feel like they balanced it well. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's go to it. Um, let's go to renaming the series. I guess I'll go first. Um, renaming the series for the Defenders. I'm going to call it the Defenders. Danny in the corner. Nobody puts Danny in the corner because he was like the baby. They treated him like the baby the entire time. They did. Well, when they ganged up on him, he's like, I can make my own decision. They're like, yeah, we don't think so. <laughs> exactly. Especially when Jessica's like, and pop, you're unconscious. <laughs> All right, Mike. Um, I'm retitling it Marvels. Even our Netflix superhero team will be better than the Justice League. Oh, movie. I was waiting for that pot shot. <laughs> okay. Ralph. The Defenders. We're a team. I swear. I swear we're a team. <laughs> Jessica would be like, we're not a team. <laughs> and that's also, by the way, what I like about it is that you know that they know who each other are now, obviously, stuff like that. But at the same time, it wasn't like, let's meet every week, guys. It's like, you need me. You know my number, but don't call my number. Right. Unless you really need me, <laughs> you know, and I like that, you know. Yeah, even though I like the little the little ways of kind of showing that they did appreciate each other and respect each other, it wasn't like, hey, buddy, now we're best friends. Yeah, now. no, exactly. Yeah, and Luke Cage is like, if you need me, I'm in Harlem. Yeah. What's with your voice getting deeper anytime you do Luke Cage? They'll, they'll be like, you got to do it like that. Right? Well, no, he's too fine for a voice like that. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> they'll be, he'll be like, I'm in Harlem. They'll be like, not according to with the show we watched. You weren't always in Harlem. <laughs> it seemed like there was some Washington Heights there. Some <laughs> Fifth Street, yeah. All right, so let's go for it. Ratings for the Defenders. Ralph? I give the Defenders nine. Are those pork dumplings? No, those are shrimp. That guy got pork over there. <laughs> Out of ten. I like that scene. That was really cool. It's amazing. He knew he got porked. Wow. <laughs> oh, Mike's just a rimshot king today, isn't he? <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with nine. This is the real Fantastic Four for Marvel. Out of ten. Oh, this, if you want to talk about four characters, put them together and have them work seriously. together. That is Fantastic Four. I don't care what you say. You don't even need Reed Richards anymore. No. This is a really good team. Yeah. Mike? I give it, uh, joining in the group, I give it nine. Jesus, am I the only one that doesn't know karate? <laughs> Out of ten. <laughs> Love Jessica. She was she was just great. She really was. Yeah. Ah, so there you have it. The defenders fighting crime, the hand, and also they're fighting overall boredom. If it's not on your Netflix Netflix cube, 
blah. Netflix if, feud. Let's try it again. If it's not on your Netflix queue, there you go. It should be. But guys, don't go anywhere. Geeks on the go is next. So, you think these bozos would actually have the foresight of creating a new commercial after they make something cool? Well, since they're too lazy, Big Kev here is telling you to download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app. That's right. It's got lots of cool features, like different comic trivia games to keep you busy, and an episode vault so you can catch up on shows you've missed, like all the episodes with me. New things are being added as we speak. So download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app for all of your Apple devices in the App Store. Also, find Meanwhile 22 Pages Later on Facebook and tell them what you think of the app and the show. Personally, I think they suck. Geeks on the Go, the Ralph Edition. Wow, you just gave shit away, huh? Yes. You just give it away. That's right. You, you can't you can't help but spoil shit. Spoilers. All right. So let me explain what Ralph's talking about. First, you know the segment. Um, I give quick questions. They give quick answers to all things geek. And we rarely make it under a minute. But this time we're going to do it for a twist. Under an hour if we're lucky. Shush. Under an hour. But like nice little side joke. Um, Ralph had one day said, you know, one day I'm going to do Geeks on the Go. And the cap, you're going to answer with Mike. So I thought he was bullshitting me. Then last night while I'm at the wedding with everybody, I see Ralph bring up a bunch of questions for Geeks on the Go. I'm like, what? He goes, see, you don't have to worry about it now. See, now it's all ready to go. No, like I said, I was going to do it. I said last week, I said. Oh, by the way, I want an apology to Kev. He was supposed to be on the show, but with everything that's been going on, I totally forgot. So, Kev, I'll get you on the next one. But it's not like you haven't been on the show like 500 times. He didn't want you here, Kev. No, actually, Jen didn't want him here. That's why I had like Damn. Damn. <laughs> Snap. Snap. That's what she did. Snap yeah. his neck. You ain't going nowhere. <laughs> All right. So now for the greatest geeks on the go ever. The longest. Have you seen these fucking questions? Ralph edition. Oh, my God. I know what you guys. I'm so sorry, Mike. I'm so sorry I did this to you. There is a twist now to this know. geeks on the go. What's the twist? There will be no timer. Thank because God. Because since I am Ralph. Oh, God. So, that's, so that's Everything so- is easy going. Oh, God. And these are just no, questions no, no. between friends. This is my motherfucking segment. You use the timer. God damn it. All right. I will use the timer, but the timer is not important. You guys, you take your time. You answer the questions to the best of your ability. He's like a fucking... All right. Here we go. <laughs> if the Avengers had regular part-time jobs, what would their jobs be? Pick three. Which three? Any three of the Avengers. I'm not going to read all of them. You gave us a list. Read yeah, them. That was for you. Anything in parentheses Okay, stop the timer. Stop the timer. Okay. If you're going to do it, do it right. All right, fine. <laughs> yeah, if you, because the audience needs to know who we're picking In other from. words, why we picked from what we picked. Because right. you know we're going to get an email like, well, you know, why Mike picked this person? Why did he pick that person? Because he wasn't on the list. <laughs> Moon Knight was an Avenger. Everyone is an Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try that again, Mr. Waste Time. Time down. <laughs> If the Avengers had regular part-time jobs, what would they be? Pick three. The Cap, Iron Man, Black Widow, Hulk, Hawkeye, Vision, Thor, Scarlet Witch, Black Panther, and Ant-Man. Minutes over. Yeah. No, not yet. Go ahead. Answer. Mike. 
Ah, Iron Man, an arrogant actor with a former drug problem, or the snarkiest telephone support operator in history. Uh, Ant-Man, best gynecologist and uh, erectile dysfunction doctor in the world, but he no longer enjoys sex. Hawkeye, useless. Just useless no matter what job he takes. How do I follow that? <laughs> By answering the question. All Cap. right. So I, I'm going to go with Cap, history teacher, uh, the Hulk will be in construction, and Scarlet Witch, Tarot card reader. <laughs> you know you were thinking pole dancer. That, I, I actually was. <laughs> okay. Uh, which Infinity Stone would you pick to control and why? Cap. There you go. Call it out. <laughs> I'm going to say the time gem because, you know, controlling time is awesome. Especially where you can erase mistakes. Uh, like, and there goes the timer, but who cares? Answer the question. God, I was going to say, you can erase things in time like mistakes. Like bad storylines about time travel. You could do that. It would be great. <laughs> Mike? Uh, the reality gem, gem because uh, this world needs an enema. <laughs> Especially now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Thanos, without the Infinity Gauntlet, Doctor Doom, Darkseid, and Lobo fight to the death. Who wins? Mike? As always, Lobo, uh, because he will not be accepted by heaven or hell, so he essentially is not allowed to die, and he can completely reconstitute himself from a single drop of his own blood. Very good. All right. Cap? There's a part of me that says Doctor Doom. I went with Doctor Doom because, I mean, the fact that not only is he a great scientist, but he's a sorcerer. There's got to be some spell to, 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 to take care of Lobo. So I thought about this extensively. It's got to be Dr. Doom. All right. And now for the final question. Wait, we have two questions. Yeah, two. You skipped one. Did I? Ooh. Good Good job. I, I get my job next show. My bad. I apologize for this segment because I'm luckily never have anything to do with it. <laughs> you will next week. <laughs> okay. So the second to last question. <laughs> You're building a superhero academy. Who is on the faculty and what do they teach? Cap. Oh, thank you. I might pick somebody. <laughs> well, I'm going to go with Bruce Wayne. And I don't think he'd be on the faculty for long because he would teach a specialty class called how to be a superhero with no powers and still have good self-esteem. <laughs> he wouldn't be on the staff for long because he's been abusing the boy. Wow. <laughs> Mike. That's your only faculty? <laughs> only has, he only has one teacher, bro. I only went with one. Oh. Go ahead. Well, I have Professor X for dance and state-of-the-art stealth techniques. <laughs> Daredevil for webpage design, color theory, and costume making. <laughs> Superman, abstinence from sex and advanced disguise infiltration. <laughs> and Man-Thing, public speaking and crowd control. Public speaking. <laughs> okay. And now... For the final question. Oh my god, he's so dramatic. It's like a three-minute fucking It's like thing. The Bachelor. <laughs> Congratulations, Cap. You lost. Somebody needs to take the rose and stuff it in his go ahead. Right. <laughs> Who would you pick to be the villain for season two in Marvel's The Defenders? Mike. Uh, I say, actually, if you take away the glider, Norman Osborn uh, equipping a few minor villains and then being the big boss battle. Ooh, interesting. I like that. I like that. I actually went with the whole idea of, okay, if you're going to do a sequel or you're going to do a second version of the series, you're going to go a little bit better by doing a team like the Wrecking Crew. Oh, that would be cool to yeah, So, you know, nice. a, a BC level um, villain team fighting against a BC level, you know, oh, actually, like that too. Yeah, that would be okay, good. Okay, Cap, what's your answer? The Wrecking Crew. Oh, that was your answer? Yeah, man. You didn't allow me to introduce you this time? You just went straight for it? Because huh? you're huh, taking Cap? too long. Huh? Wow. <laughs> and we... that concludes Geeks on the Go for this week. Back to you, Cap. Oh, Did we make it under a minute? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> Did we make it under a day? <laughs> time is relative, so I guess somewhere along the way... We did make it under a minute. Bro, it was relatively long. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh. Uh. Not, not to you. Not to you. <laughs> I think what she said to you, was, That's it? <laughs> Why are you crying? 
<laughs> I'm going to keep going because we can use another more. Were you there? All right. All right. Shout outs. Let's go for shout outs. I'd like to make a couple shout outs, but give you guys the floor first. Ralph. I'd like to shout out the Cap for introducing me to Heineken and 43. Ah. <laughs> so what a very, very delicious drink. Now you just made. This podcast is not brought to you by Heineken or 43. Exactly. <laughs> now you made Kev doubly mad because Kev's like, what the fuck? You fucking had Heineken 43 and I'm not invited to some bullshit here. Now you know why you weren't invited. <laughs> Kev, there's a list on the door of people saying invited to the podcast and your name is crossed out. Wow. Damn. <laughs> Damn, he always got problems with hips of time. He wanted to have problems with you, too. Oh, no, that's because you crossed out the name. I'm no. just telling him it's there. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Mike? Um, well, I already uh, shouted out one niece. I'm going for the next. Aaron, hope you're doing well over there, Miss Navy Woman. I also want to give a shout out to Jay from Equinox because he told me that he was listening to the podcast the other day. He was like, I only listened to the first 10 minutes or so. But he was shocked that I said that I was on it. He goes, you were on it? I'm like, was there a news segment? He goes, yeah. I'm like, because that was you? No I'm like, shit. I'm like, yeah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to Jay. Um, Ruben, better keep listening. I shout out the other Aaron, but I know she's not listening. We're wasting our time We're with just that dude. We, we throw code words out there that people don't reply to. So or at least she <laughs> yeah. doesn't reply to. Jamal, definitely shout out to you, sir. What's going on? Um, and also a shout out to uh, Steve-O. I haven't seen Steve in a while. Oh, yeah. your brother. Yeah, my brother. Yeah. yeah. So definitely shout out to him. And to Jazz. We've got to get him on here at some point. Yes. Well, Star Wars is coming up, so that's definitely something that he loves. Uh. <laughs> or he'll probably want to be on for Justice League as well. But uh. that'll be him and Kev fighting to the death. <laughs> Superman is good. That. Superman is It'll not good. It'll be better than Mayweather versus McGregor. Wow. <laughs> well, I heard the fight wasn't that bad, so you know. Yeah. How much of a fight do you expect when one person is making, like, what, 100 million, and the other person is making 300 or whatever? Yeah, something like that, I'm yeah. like, who, really? I'm, I just went to go, like, ding, ding, not the face, fall. <laughs> <laughs> who was it that was fighting just to pay his taxes? Was it McGregor? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I heard that, yeah. Um, what I'll say is, I wish I would have saw the fight, but speaking of fights, I was at a wedding last night. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of fights. <laughs> so, shout out to a couple of my friends, um, um, Dylan and Ross. Um, wish you happy nuptials and hope everything is well in your future. Um, shout out to all my people that you know you I usually hang out with. So like, obviously, shout out to Aaron. Shout out to Johannes, who I wish was here in the states one day. He's got to come visit. One day, one day. Um, shout out to um, Abel, who listens every now and again. Um, shout out to Big Kev. Shout out to the usual crew. I mean, you know, glad that we have so many people supporting us and listening. Shout out to my wife, who been able to keep this baby quiet for an hour straight. Amazing. You are the MVP, honey. It is on recording. I love you. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. We're not that fond of you. <laughs> Damn. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, he sa- and he says that as he's running out the door. <laughs> Gigi, Mike does not speak for me. There you go. <laughs> but um, I guess that's all my shout outs and just um, there's a lot of things coming up now. I mean, it's getting really exciting because now the summer's ending. Fall's coming, which means a lot of good fall shows. Yeah. I do want to say though, um, anybody, hopefully we do have listeners there, but anyone in Texas, hopefully you're all doing well. I know that the uh, Hurricane Harvey has been uh, just ripping uh, the ass of, of Texas, basically, up and down the coast there. So hopefully you're safe there, Louisiana, et cetera. Hope you guys are doing well. Yeah, definitely. I, I saw something very interesting on the internet. If we want to raise money to help Hurricane Harvey, we should convince HBO to not show Game of Thrones until they reach a certain amount of money. They wow. will help everybody. That's <laughs> that is a great idea, and I think that's the way I'm going to end the show. I mean, not with horror, but the, the idea of that. And, and the code word for this week is Heineken 43. Heineken 43. Okay, that's our code word for this week. So if you get to the end of this episode and you have one of our either 
our text messages or Twitter or, or whatever, hit one of those up with Heineken 43 and you too can get a meanwhile 22 pages later t-shirt. Abel, I'm still working on yours. So for <laughs> MFG Mike the Finance Guy and RT Square, we're off the tech and not Big Kev because he's not here. This is the cap saying keep it geeky. And I was gonna try to get Ryder to say keep it geeky, but I'm not sure she's interested. No.